Welcome to Drunk oh, on Comics me. Podcast, episode 411. What did you just say, Linz, that interrupted me? <laughs> I didn't know you were going. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I saw you going. I almost would be like, pulling a Charles, like right at the right time, and just <laughs> chime in right when you get ready to record it. I felt like My that was My video is acting weird. I can't see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just blind now. Yes. Um, yes, we uh, had... Another fun time, social dances. Social. Okay, if I, damn it! I can't even. I made it through this whole. I made it through the whole podcast, and then doing this intro. Fuck. We had fun doing our social distancing by skyping and uh, recording another episode this week uh we talked a bit about what's going on in the comic book world and how that's going to be drastically changing especially after this week and wondering what news will be coming out i know for sure we'll definitely be able to record next week but again as we said uh the other week it's going to kind of be a week-to-week basis on being able to put stuff out if uh news isn't coming or if comic books dry up but this week, I was able to uh, pick up uh, Transformers versus uh, Terminator number one. And, I read, uh, I reviewed Sex Death Revolution, the trade from Black Mask. Boys. Charles, go ahead. What did you oh, is it, is it on me now? It's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I read. I read, um, the title of it's called Edgar Allan Poe's, but it's not, you know, by Edgar Allan Poe. Anyway, it's called Edgar Allan Poe's <laughs> Snifter of Terror. Um, one of, um, six and in the first, in the first season of two seasons. Uh, and I, uh, read one, number one and two of Irene Adler from Titan Comics. Um, and yeah, and like I said, uh, there's some news in there and, uh, booze in a book as always. And, uh, until next week, uh. Enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 411. Lonely. Ron Free. I am so Ron Free. Tony, as, as soon as I log in, I'm assuming I take the assumption we're being recorded. Yeah, yeah. that's every time I go to your house, assume. like I'm recorded. So, well, we are recording, and once again, uh, having fun, <laughs> staying away from each other, which that sounds kind of rude, but I do miss you guys physically. I miss physical touch from pretty much anything at this point. You. I missed a physical touch from my neighbors. Um, what have you Tony's guys... neighbors used to come over and just, like, touch his now bald head. Just be like, there, there, Tony. <laughs> what I you... think all of his neighbors think of him as the guy who never mows his lawn and are scared to come into his yard. <laughs> that is very true. That's like a metaphor, possibly, yeah. Yeah. Gonna turn into that old uh, old man that never leaves his house that has the blinds always closed and. We won't at... know if you're just 
a hermit or dead. Yeah. We'll never actually die until somebody finds your body weeks later. So what fun things have you guys gotten up to this week? What fun things? Yes. I did I did art. I did outside art and inside art. And cooking. Oh, what did I see on Facebook that you posted? Was that you played the, the flute? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also played the flute. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I listened to that. Watched it slightly, you know. <laughs> for the I like how in the middle of it, you stopped and you, like, corrected yourself. Like, oh, I, I messed a few notes there. And then back. Into it. <laughs> Real professional. Like, criticizing yourself while in the middle of doing it. <laughs> Stupid, stupid. Imagine like a piano performer. He's just like, and he's like, let me go back to the second measure. Hold on. It's been like a good, you know, 20 years, 21 years, 22 years since I played the flute. So, you know, I did what I could. Charles, do you have anything fun that you were up to? Or just hold on in? Well, A, you know, I, I didn't die. Uh, two, I played a lot of Connect, And C, um, I, mean, I stayed at home and did nothing with myself. Cool. Those are the things cool. I did. I ate a lot of food. <laughs> I should stop. <laughs> no, no. I should ration this. <laughs> yeah. Let's all get fat. <laughs> yeah. I decided to uh, order stars. Mainly so I could watch American Gods. I got through season one of that. Such It is a good show. Um, I remember reading the book uh, ages ago. And uh, I think they did a pretty good job on the adaption of that. And I've gotten now, I think, two or three more new FaceTime-type programs that I have to use for different people. Like I'm, <laughs> There's Skype with you guys. There's a Discord with a, another D&D group. There is cast that we've been watching movies, uh, duo with my family now, uh, Google Hangouts with another wow. group of people that I just was with. Um, what, what's what's the one? Yeah, Zoom that we've been primarily using, and then what was the oh some launch party or something party was a uh, like a seventh oh, one. Netflix party. There's that one. No, no, no. It was it's a, just another type of app. Uh, my buddy Adrian. Uh, was talking about that has comes with some free games in it that you can use um, to kind of pass time and then just saw I mean there's a couple other interaction things I just saw that there's a Cards Against Humanity type uh, app that you can play amongst each other online for free which is kind of cool I just downloaded uh, Drawful 2 on my Switch uh, one of oh, the yep. Jackbox games so we can play with we played last night, uh, me and some friends, where someone just took their computer and had it showing the screen, but you play on your phone regardless anyways, so we could play and cross the, the city or cross the nice. world. And yeah, and then uh watched, uh, was it, Onward last night. That was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Emotional. Yeah, dude, uh-huh. I cried so much at the end. I'm not even going to lie. I was not expecting... To have that many tears, but damn, Disney man, I don't. Baby. Oh, yes, I am a big baby. <laughs> you should, you should know this. I'm a man child. Pussy. <laughs> you should, I you miss. should know that my tears were all 
internal. I didn't let any of them out because I'm a man. I'm a strong man. And my emotions stay locked up deep, deep down inside. That's where they should be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where to start with. Uh, I guess we could just get into some reviews. I don't know how uh, long those will last, but I know there's some pretty big things uh, about publishing going on in the comic book world that may decide uh, our fate for the next couple weeks, months, years, however long this is going to last. So, uh, Charles, why don't you uh, start off? Why? <laughs> I, why do I have to start off? Cause, it's not uh, a bad question. Because on my screen, you are on the left-hand side, so left to right. Oh, okay. All right. It's all according to how your rules work. Okay, great. Um, I read uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror. It's, it's called Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror. And, um, well, there's there's two seasons of it, and each one each season has, like, four, or, sorry, six, uh, six different um, books. And in each book, there's at least, um, I think that the other ones have, well, at least two in each one. I've seen, I think I've seen one with, like, three or four in them. But um, it's basically just, like, it's kind of hosted by an Edgar Allan Poe character, and it's, um... He's like just sitting at a bar. This is the only one I've read so far, but I'm going to read all of them because I like this very much. If you like uh, short stories, like little tales of whatever, I was either going to do this one or Creepshow, which, um, which uh, you know, that, that movie was based off. You ever seen Creepshow, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to do that, but like, I'd rather listen to new stories and stuff. Um, so Edgar Allan Poe is like sitting at this, like, this little table at a bar, something like that. There's like drunk people in the background and a bunch of like barrels. And he's, like, smoking cigarettes and just drinking, like, a lot. And at some point, like, he, like, feels really, really bad. And he, like, throws up in front of everybody. And he's, like, talking about the syphilis hurts. <laughs> yes, we're back to the syphilis. He has syphilis. Not I have syphilis. Oh, wait. Dang it. <laughs> um, so he's, like, hosting and he tells you he's going to tell you these tales, right? And the first one is called The Facts, of, the Facts in the Case of uh, M. Valdemar who's the chef who used to be like this uh, highly accredited chef in uh, in Europe or whatever. But because he like had this like terrible cough or whatever, they would like get all over his food or, and stuff. Um, he went to the States and he's been trying to like get his little ill-suited son to like help him out. And the president of the United States, I think, I think it was the president, um, wants him to, uh, you know, cater this whole event. And, but his coughing and stuff, he, he's like a serious problem, and it's, it's really fucking gross if you look at it. Um, and his physician is there, just shows up or whatever, and his, his physician says, you're going to die soon. And he's like, well, can you, can you help me, like, extend this so that I can finish this catering thing? It's like once-in-a-lifetime event. And so the physician pulls out, like, this, this clock and, like, hypnotizes him into letting only his brain uh, take all the uh, – take all the – basically, like – lengthen his life to a certain point even though his body's just completely dying and stuff so it works everything goes off uh, without a hitch and then he goes to the physician just before he dies and he says can you just like keep this going please and so it's like hmm let me think about it and he turns into basically a zombie so like in his face and stuff you can see oh by the way this chef basically has Edgar Allan Poe's face he's just a fatter version of him Uh, so he's got like these boils and stuff. He's sweating all the time. There's like holes in his face. There's always this muck and uh, green stuff all over him. And he goes on uh, sh- uh, cooking and stuff, and you know, probably 
does extremely well, except for nobody sees him. Every now and then, it hurts so bad, he starts yelling, pain, pain, like really loud. And everybody who's like, everybody who works with him thinks he's just saying uh, pan, which is like the French word for bread. So he's like asking for more bread, more bread, more bread. Um, so eventually he can't take it anymore. And he goes to his physician, like mid-catering uh, event. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. Just, just stop it. Just completely stop it. And he's like in the room, in the banquet room with all these people. And the physician like uses the clock again. And the dude explodes. And there's like shit thrown everywhere of his body because he was like just ready to die the whole time. The decomposition levels were whatever, you know. And he goes down to everybody's food and they still are eating it. So really, it's really gross. So you're a yeah. big fan of it because it's gross. Uh, oh yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> the um the second story, uh, there's only two in this one. The second story is about uh the Marquis de Coco. Well, it's called dark chocolate. Okay, the Marquis de Coco <laughs> is like this vampire who makes this cereal, right? And it's like Count Chocula. They live in Chocolavia, and every okay. every morning, um, this Count, uh, the Marquis, has these uh. Has has like the village folk in every morning to like feast upon all his like cocoa foods, whatever, like donuts and cereals and and pancakes full of chocolate and stuff. Okay. The whole time he's like a vampire. Right? So he said like the the way to uh, the way to um, hide is in plain sight. So he just invites all these people over, and uh, well, it's a pretty ridiculous story. I think that um I think that I was just finished with the one because uh, I don't want to like give it away. Um, if you ever want to read this one. Like I, I kind of like this one a lot too, because it's like a, this is a twist ending. I don't want to give it away. A chocolate no. twist? <laughs> no. I think the chocolate, the chocolate, the, it's called dark chocolate, but I don't think it really has much to do with the story. I don't know why it's called that so much, except for there's, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of chocolate games. Like you know that and moat around this castle? Dark. It's called the Coco Channel, the the channel of the Coco or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's. It's kind of fun. Is this from Ahoy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Was the second one a shorter story than the first one? No. Hmm. No? Same length? No, it's longer, did you, I think. Did you read the <clears throat> the essay the in the middle of the book? Oh, uh, the Mark Russell essay? Yeah. No, it's a Q&A, but it's not an essay, okay. right? Yeah, typically. sometimes they put short stories and stuff in there. Yeah, I have uh, the. Oh, and more about this, um, the covers of these very much remind me of like Mad Magazine. You know that face that they always put that little kid looking. Alfred E. Newman. Sure. How do you know <laughs> know his name, Charles? <laughs> I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm not a naming guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, near the end of it is a really short one uh, called Poe and the Black Cat by Hunt Emerson, right? Got it. It's basically a little cartoon about him fighting against the Black Cat, like um, like the Coyote and the um, Roadrunner. The Roadrunner, like wow. ridiculously cartoonish. Well, I do enjoy At everything from Ahoy. Poison, like poured over Edgar, and some of the poison that gets in his brain, it's so weird looking. It like goes into his brain, there's a little x-ray you can see into his brain, and it like it forms into a crow, and then he goes even more mad and starts like running in with an axe. It makes no sense, but it's fun to look at. 
Yes, what I said makes no sense too, right? <laughs> but you're fun to look at. So. <laughs> <laughs> Parallels. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's all these, all these, uh, you know, books and stuff. I'm, I'm definitely gonna read them all because it's a lot of fun. Nice. Ahoy's got good stuff. Snifter of Terror. Well, I mean, Lins. what a classy title. <laughs> Linz, what do you got mm. for us this week? Um, <clears throat> I read the trade of the book Sex, Death, Revolution from Black Mask. Uh, it came out 311. Uh, because my pull list was uh, very small this week. And by small, I mean zero. But we'll talk about that later. Um, Sex, Death, Revolution is this book about witches. Uh, it's about black magic and it's about this woman who had transitioned into being woman. So she used to be a man. She's transgendered. And the overall arcing theme of this book I thought was really cool because <clears throat> at some point in time in her life, she did this magical spell to like push out the masculine part of herself so she could feel less weird about transitioning into a woman. And later that part of her that she pushed out comes back to like attack her and try and take back over. Just, ah. It goes away. <laughs> Just like men. They never know when to leave well enough alone. Um, <laughs> so this, this evil masculine side of her is like erasing her memories to try and make her feel like she's losing her mind and that this whole idea of transitioning was something she shouldn't have done and stuff like that and it ends up in like this epic battle between them and in the memories like the masculine side of her is trying to <clears throat> implant the memories that make it seem like he's the dominant personality and the feminine side of her is fighting against that trying to keep the memories that she believes are real it was just a really good, like, I'm not transgendered, and I thought it was a really good way to, like, kind of explain what people go through when they're trying to, like, go make that decision and go through that in their life in, like, a very sci-fi sort of relatable kind of fun way that didn't make it feel uncomfortable or weird for people who may not <clears throat> understand that whole process. Um, it was just, it was really, really good. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the author's, uh, experience? Like, are they transgender or, you know? I don't believe so. I believe it's written by Magdalene Visaggio. I didn't do any research on that, so I can't say for sure. I don't want to say something that's not true. So I will say we should come back to that later once Anthony has Googled it. <laughs> Just what it looks like he's doing right now. I don't oh, know. Um, <laughs> she wrote she wrote the uh, comic series Vagrant Queen or Vagrant Queen, which is uh, uh, has a show on Sci-Fi. I don't know if it's aired yet or it is airing soon. It's, it comes out this year, but um, she looks like there's a lot of non-traditional stuff that she does. Which is yeah, nice. it was really good. It's it's it's. It's a really good story. They really get into like the weird magic-y stuff, but also kind of ground it in a reality that you can get into. 
Um, I really liked it. So the trade's out. You can go pick it up, read the whole series all, all at once. It's done. It's just it, Black, Black Mask does one-and-done stories for the most part. So check it out. Go pick it up. Download it from the website because I, I don't know if you have any other options right now. But <laughs> <laughs> That's right. what I got. All right. Um I picked up Transformers versus Terminator number one. Now, nice. just the title in it is why I picked it up because that seems something that I never thought to mash together, but could work interestingly well. Uh, but then also, I kind of think, all right, Terminators are, and you know, a lot of blood and and body parts and guns and everything. So I was wondering. How is this going to work out? And this is published by IDW, so it's going to be more kid-friendly. But I still feel that it was good enough on the darker side. It starts off in the future. Terminators already are overrun, uh, you know, the U.S. and the world. But in this one, you see dead Autobots uh, kind of line the streets when you're following this, what you think is a human only to find out he gets stopped by uh, a robot and then he starts speaking like one one zero one one zero blah 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 and they start communicating like that but then he goes speak in english i need to learn before i get sent back so you're realizing oh this is already a terminator and an exoskeleton and within the future there are decepticons that come to break in to kind of stop the transferring back in time and ultimately what you find out is there's a new mission now for the Terminators, which is, uh, you know, they've always wanted to stop Sarah Connor, but now it's to stop, stop the Decepticons because they are, or pretty much any Transformers in general, because they are the, the big new bad that will stop them. And when he comes back in time, there is, you know, the same, there's a lot of the same tropes and, and things get in if you want to live. A lot of those callbacks to Arnold, and this isn't the Arnold uh, Terminator, but uh, another type of one that gets sent back in time, where he runs into a girl that is Sarah Connor, who's working at a diner. And one of the big things that he's realizing, though, is his mission is, that's a secondary mission, but right now is to, like I said, destroy the Autobots, so he starts heading towards... Think back G1 when they crash-landed uh, into the mountain, the Ark did, and they started scanning everything to get their robot forms and everything. So he wanted to come back prior to them crash-landing on Earth. And what ends up happening is he didn't come back far enough, so they are just now uh, kind of waking up from their uh, stasis lock. And when he's finding out that he might not be able to do that, he then decides... He's going to do his secondary mission, which is kill Sarah Connor, and that she's with him in this big rig uh, Mack truck. It's not Optimus Prime yet, but it gets scanned to be him. Uh, they start running off the road, and eventually she lives, and they come in contact with uh, the Decepticons, who seem to have already... Uh, there looks like it's a dead Optimus here in the Ark. So, obviously, this isn't following Transformers rules, and as we saw in the future, there were 
Decepticons that seemed to be in charge fighting the Terminators. It was an interesting wild ride, and all I can say is I'm very looking forward to this. Uh, I know it's going to be a limited series because it doesn't go into any of the Transformers comic books that are currently ongoing, especially if this is true that Optimus is pretty much dead. Um, but yeah, all Nobody's in all, really dead. Well, I mean, it's whenever you have uh, Megatron looking over him with his barrel pointed at his head and his windshield all cracked and everything, you kind of get the assumption he's either dead or he's going to be dead, um, especially because I'm not seeing any Autobots within uh, that scene. So, can Transformers really die? <laughs> or do they just need like an overhaul? Oh, so <laughs> do they treat when they're turned off? It's the so spark. If really want to get into it, the spark, spark is their soul, but there is their uh, what would you call their um, power core, their chip? Like you could change a spark and put it into another vessel, uh, but would that be the same person? Usually, typically, you would say yes. You are your spark. We're getting way too metaphysical here. I know, right? All right, let's if, back off the old Ultimately, if a transporter teleports you and destroys your original body, are you still you? Is it still you? <laughs> um, so I'm really well, curious. when we run out of topics to talk about, we can get into the philosophical ideas of Transformers. Oh my! Yeah, I, I'm down. Oh well, I want to go into the transporting thing. There, I have a good uh, short uh, Stephen King story that I just read about that, which is probably one of the scariest things I've ever read. So we will definitely talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my book for this week. It is real. Like I said, the artwork is really good. It is uh, feels more of the IDW um, style that they've been doing with some of the Transformers books. And all in all, I'm curious as to if this single Terminator that got sent back in time is going to prevail or if the Transformers will win. Probably Terminator. No, in history, the bad guy usually wins. I'm wonder, wondering if you'll get Skynet to infect uh, some of them. Oh, so, you know. the Decepticons, at least. That would be interesting. Yeah. Transforming, uh, yeah. Trans or transforming Terminators would probably, we'd all just die. <laughs> they would be a good thing. But then again, though, it's just, be yeah, Decepticon. I mean, just an evil robot. So, I guess... Yeah, there's not much difference between Megatron or Terminator. They want us extinct anyways. <coughs> so, Anthony, what did you get this week? Uh, this week I double-dipped. Well, same comic, but I read two. Uh, Adler it's, uh, by Titan Comics. Um, so it is a <coughs> original story about Irene Adler. So for those who know her, she is a major recurring character in the... Um, Sherlock Holmes universe uh, and depending on which one sometimes she's been a love interest and blah 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 um, I'm a big fan of kind of the whole Sherlock Holmes thing in general I think they've done a great job with the content in recent years so I figured I'd give it a go um, overall I think it was okay uh, the first two don't I mean the introduction and like uh, right at the end of the first comic is it has this, uh, these like Amazonian looking women who are looking over 
this old lady's house and they keep saying that um, the place is under constant surveillance and the messenger will not reach England, stuff like that. So apparently there's some secret that may lead into the some Amazon world. Uh, the difference being that although they have spears, they also have, and this is like World War One era, uh, they also have rifles. So I don't typically see Amazonian women with rifles and uh, bandoliers with bullets over, over their shoulders. and um, Kind of interesting. I would say it is okay. Not a whole lot has ha- happened in the first two. Um, I'm most I would say something like this is definitely not an action base. It's mostly on the intrigue and do you catch the clues that they give. So I have a feeling this one will be a slow burn. Uh, you'll have to read up in the beginning and then uh, eventually it'll be like plot twist. This one thing that you read that you felt was not very important is all of a sudden very important. And then I will feel uh, fulfilled by the story, which seems to be the the way I go with these. Um, art's kind of cool. It's got this, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a cartoony um, approach to it, but very, very dark. Um, like I said, this is World War One, so there's a lot, era, so there's a lot of uh, candlelight. There's not a whole lot of electricity going around. Um, but lighting is pretty dark. Characters are uh, not oddly proportioned. Uh, art style is kind of gritty. Makes a makes you feel like you're reading an old school uh, Sherlock Holmes novel, which is pretty cool. So I'd give it a solid to be decided out of 10. Uh, if the payoff pays off. <laughs> if the payoff happens negative? a couple of comics down the road, then uh, I, I will be pleased with the results of it. But as of now, they're nothing. There is a couple fight scenes. Uh, Irene punches a guy in the face. And uh, there's some creepy vampire ladies in a uh, performance. Uh, Irene is actually, uh, I don't know, if, I think she's Cleopatra. Uh, she's performing on stage, and vampire women are strangling old men to death in it. So that sounds like a porn. Yeah, the uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the case is afoot, Watson. It is kind of fun. I mean, yeah. not the porn part of it. It all sounds awesome. Every part of it. <laughs> Even the porn part. Yep, all of it. It's None of it's as great as it is together. Awesome. Well, we got Tony. Tony, yo. Hello. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, am I supposed to am I supposed to run this? Am I supposed to call on people Charles to pick when people talk? <laughs> nah, not anymore. Oh, well, okay, then I won't. I mean, Charles just bitched at me like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> boys, 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 you're both pretty. Aw, thank you. <laughs> well, Lynn, you're no, saying that you now. had some uh, info of why things were hard to find for you and stuff? Well, first of all, my comic book shop closed, so that sucked. I couldn't get my books that I had on my pull list. Um, yeah, that's uh, happening in a lot of places, especially the places that are actually doing stay in stay in place orders uh as much as i say comic books are essential to our lives uh very (laughs) real yes they are not one of those businesses that should really be working at this time i know uh for a good while when they were doing the active measures the last couple weeks 
uh, one of our local shops was having the door closed. They would go get the comics for the people outside um, and would do credit card uh, only. Um, I even seen some stuff on their Facebook page when they were talking to people, grabbing board games, showing and explaining to them while talking to them through like their cell phones outside to then make the purchases for them. But yes, they they are now closed and many of the states aren't. However, there are still states that are open that still have comic book shops uh, going on and going strong where people can get comics up until no, this week. But no, they can't. Yeah. <laughs> only through only through this next week because Diamond is done for the foreseeable future until they decide to come back to work. No physical copies of comic books are being shipped out. And they're not having any authors writing anything new. They're not paying it. and They're completely shut down. Yeah, well, I mean, so the, I think the June solicitations were... How far ahead is that, Tony? Do you know? For, June for solic- I think, for ordering, yeah. I think they had... Well, there was talk uh, that we mentioned last week of Dark Horse was limiting their July. So I want to say they are usually three April, May, June. Yeah, yeah, so they'd probably be just getting into July, but that was the first that we heard of them limiting. But obviously now it's not even really up to the real publishers so much. It's the distribution that is saying, yep. we're not delivering these comics. Yeah. And I, I want to add a caveat to this. As I went on to Diamond's website and looked at the statement from the guy who runs Diamond, and I'm not entirely uh, convinced that that's not run by the Mafia. <laughs> because he looks like he looks like he belongs to a mob family 100 <laughs> percent. but yeah so no no paper no paper going out no comic books even if they're open getting uh new comic books um a lot of the comic book companies are pausing publishing so they're not even going to do digital comics while Diamond isn't sending out physical comics. So Image, Boom, Aspen, Oni are not doing any digital comics. DC and Marvel looks like maybe they'll be doing limited digital comics. So we might still be able to get a couple things from them. Yeah, there's been um, uh, talk of doing that. And one of the big things that a lot of the retailers are kind of saying, like, please don't. Because even though it's about a 10% share that they have right now of digital comics, uh, one of the big things is those people aren't coming to shops. And when the shops are closed, if you start releasing these digitally, sure, DC and Marvel and whoever else publishes digitally will be making money right now. Those are all sales that will be lost that could be recouped uh, after this all comes about. When you have you know, your next spawn comic or whatever that you're waiting for and all of a sudden you know you go back to the shop you're going to get that plus maybe if they release a couple more ahead of schedule to get on to what they were previously trying to do having them released digitally is going to make no reason to go into the comic book stores to buy them there so i know retailers are very wary of if these publishers will do that and we still don't have definitive word on that but i hope they don't even though I kind of want yeah. them to, because I want to read something. I don't know. Um, there is one publisher. I've actually, I can't say that I've ever heard of them before, but it's called TKO Studios. Um, if you buy comic books off of their website right now, 
you can pick your comic book store and they will send 50% of the purchase price to the comic book store. Oh, wow. Which is what the take would have been if they would have sold a physical copy. So retailers pay half of what the cover price is and then oh. they get half of that as, you know, the the cover price is profit. So, you know, maybe pop over to TKO and see what they got and throw your comic book store in there and shoot them a little fund. Um, there is a way if your comic book store is not on their list already, you can uh, send them both. They have like a request form you can put in to have them add your comic book store. So I thought that was pretty cool. I would hope that more retailers or more publishers would do something like that instead of just stopping entirely. Well, that's uh, one of the things that DC had come out with as well this week is talking about the regional validity of uh some of these shops being open while others not and if they should send still to those places that are open and like i said this is uh diamond's position that they're closing but that does not mean that some of these uh publishers could find a workaround and if they did that might stop diamond's position of being kind of the gatekeeper for comic book stores which honestly when all this is said and done kind of wouldn't be sad that that happens because there's there in the beginning was some reasons why diamond seemed like to be kind of a good place to have everything in one place but as we find out with not only this which is totally different than what would happen they're kind of dicks sometimes and don't necessarily carry everything that they should um i don't know i'm not a big believer in in diamond's uh monopoly on the industry and I because do... they're run by the mob, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I will Tony, say, I see feelings I, about it. I saw DC had uh, made some statements also about uh, returns. They will be accepting 100% returns on uh, some of the stuff that has recently been sent to them. That for especially places that have been staying in place for a couple weeks now. Um, I know California has had uh, two weeks now or three weeks. I know us in Michigan has been one week officially. But regardless where they've been at, that, well, yeah, they weren't open. They had made these orders three months ago. This sucks on them. So they're going to take the burden of that off the retailers and uh, 100% take it upon themselves. I think that a lot of the just a lot of people in the industry and not just this industry, but a lot of industries are really working to how can we kind of distribute the 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 pain around. So, you know, the diamond approach is kind of like uh, we'll see you later and just kind of backs out of it. You know, hold on. Hold on to what cash we got. Don't spend anything. Don't buy anything. But, um, you know, we, we can't make anything either. And then there's kind of this more, I guess, say the Marvel DC approach where they're basically saying, hey, how can we, we can help a little bit offset it. How can we do that? Because if all these comic stores disappear, you're not going to make nearly enough digital sales to compensate for that lost revenue there. So there's definitely uh, a reason for them to help out these comic stores. But yeah, so like I said, though, there's, I found the dates March 18th to June 24th. So pretty much all those are fully uh, returnable. For anyone that has ordered uh, comics uh, within those means, 
But, again, reading this statement, it doesn't necessarily say that DC is not going to be still putting stuff out digitally, which, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> but knowing is half the battle. <laughs> well, we've already lost it then, because nobody knows. <laughs> no, we do know half the battle, because uh, Hasbro has released uh, all the... Uh, I don't want to say files, episodes of G.I. Joe on their YouTube channel for free. Which is kind of nice. I mean, yeah. I think some kids need I to see I posted that on our Facebook page. It's getting a lot of traffic, so people are very excited about that. Uh, otherwise, elsewhere in news, um, this is a little bit of a happy note. Uh, with everybody being inside, uh, old games, this is for people who... Um, might have an older game check you might see a revival of people playing online uh, I have a friend who is very much into Ultima online which is kind of the old school original MMORPG um, it was the first one to reach 100,000 uh, subscribers uh, way back when um, it's been around for a couple decades now almost I think I think it was released in like early 2000s uh, um but, yeah, they actually have seen a skyrocket of users logging back in and resurrecting. So any of your old MMOs, if we play World of Warcraft or uh, stuff like that, you're going to have plenty more noobs to uh, squash out on the fields now. So they're a little bit positive with people staying inside. And, um, maybe your game didn't have quite enough people playing online. Well, now everyone has nothing else to do. So... Tony, you got any news? I got none. You got none? Like the bread? Yes, none. We have none news. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the only other thing I had was that there was a death this week. Very sad. Summer the dire wolf from Game of Thrones, who was Bran's dire wolf, died this week from cancer. Very sad. Uh, arguably one of the best characters in Game of Thrones. Wasn't it, wasn't <laughs> it this week a year ago that uh, the last season came out? So maybe it just had flashbacks and realized, damn it. Brand, brand <laughs> you think one. the last season killed Summer a year later? <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't he does want to be associated with Bran, the crippled king. Mm. Tony, you're terrible. No, you're still show holding is on terrible. to it after a year. You're still holding on to it after a year. I think you have problems. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but it it just it feels right to hold on to such an amazing journey. I mean, that was what ten years to to go on that journey, and it's all was waste. it ten? Well, yeah, because there's like a two year, uh, I think, hiatus. When they're making the last two years. Pretty sure. But yeah. There was uh, at least one year hiatus for the last season. I do remember that. So, screw those guys who ruined that. Um, GameStop uh, should definitely be boycotted and uh, run into the ground. They are again uh, back open in business and telling their employees that they need to wrap their hands in plastic bags and get back to work. Is that real? That is very much real, yes. Yeah. 
I can't imagine like people who are running an actual company saying something like that. That's ridiculous. It's according to the Boston Globe. Um, they opened their stores in Massachusetts on Friday. Um, even though the government actually ordered shutting down all non-essential businesses, it said they it, the company instructed its workers not to let any customers into the stores and to only allow roadside pickup. Uh, for payment, employees are supposed to wrap their hands in plastic bags, take the customer's credit card at the door, and process the payment. They are then instructed to turn the bag inside out, drop the credit card and the product in the bag, and hand it to the customer by only opening the door enough to get their arm through. <laughs> <laughs> it is very interesting instructions. Um, and these were actually... I have no idea because you can get literally every game online yeah. digitally now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, any console game uh, has a digital component, yes. You can get it digitally, even the Nintendo Switch. So, you have the option of a fully digital library. 60 game that they didn't make digital or something like that, you know? Or original Xbox game. Well, if you're looking for old then yeah, you gotta go somewhere, I guess. And GameStop has it, so... It's not necessarily this week recent news, but uh, there was some PlayStation 5 launch news um, that uh, they will have most of the library uh, instantly playable uh, with with the console, um, all the downloads and stuff. So if you owned the copy of the game on your PlayStation 4, uh, you should be able to re-download that onto your PlayStation 5. So you won't have to like repay for the same game again. So that is advantageous. Um, I think they're trying to get ahead of the fact that consoles are kind of going to be unnecessary after this generation most likely based on modern technology where it's going um but yeah so they're they expanded a lot i know not a hundred percent of the xbox 360 games are forwards compatible on the xbox one but most of them are same with the playstation so yeah other than that i don't have any other news uh half-life alex actually is pretty good that's the virtual reality half-life game that they announced and everybody thought they were going to announce Half-Life 3, and instead they have a new gimmick game that they basically made to test out some new physics technology that they came up with. Um, but it's not too bad. It's pretty good. There's head crabs, and you punch them with chairs. Head and, crabs? Uh, yep. Lice? It's a... Lice? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, they're gigantic lice that uh, they jump onto your head, they suction cup down with like their the entirety of their underbody is a mouth, so they grip onto your head and turn you into a zombie. Ah. So they're uh, being a virtual reality game. The uh, uh, action is limited. It's not as intense as something like a Doom or a first-person shooter because you you know the reaction times aren't going to be the same, and uh, they don't want you to throw up. So. Uh, but they had, it's kind of more of like a spooky approach to the game instead of kind of this uh, action-packed first-person shooter. So it's kind of like a pseudo-horror game with giant lice coming after you. Sounds amazing. Yeah, if you're bored, give it a try. A lot of people got a lot of time nowadays. I don't own virtual reality equipment. 
Something else. We'll make it. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, heard they officially moved uh, Wonder Woman to uh, August. We don't have the official wording yet on Black Widow, but I'm assuming that's going to also be pushed probably around that time. Who knows? I, I thought a rumor that they might just release it on Disney. I don't think that would be with how much they put into it. I mean, I personally would like it, but I, I feel like it's one of those where they'd be like, "Let's just wait on it." I mean, we don't need to push it right now. I mean, everything else that they're creating is also going to be pushed back, however long, because you can't be working on sets right now, for the most part. Right. And then also, like, in order to make that money at the theater, they need to push it back. Otherwise, uh, they're not going to make any extra money besides people just buying Disney+. Plus. I guess it's money in the long run, but... Yeah, I mean, Disney+, Plus is, what, $8 a month? $7.99? Yeah, so... free if you have Verizon Unlimited. Yep, uh, for that first year. Yep. Once that year ends, I'm cutting it off, but no. Uh... <laughs> I mean, we did watch what was Onward last night uh, for our little movie night, and, uh, you know, that was a uh, digital download that was supposed to come out in theaters. Um, I actually think it did release in theaters for a few weeks until the, or a week or two until the theater shut down, but I was able to purchase it digitally online. It wasn't on Disney Plus or anything like that. It was only for purchase, but, um, yeah, I, I can't. I could see them doing it, but I don't think that they would. I think that they would just hold off on it and try to build more hype, I guess, or something off of it. Well, ESPN uh, is going to start uh, adding some Disney movies to their lineup since they don't have really any sports to uh, commentate on. I mean, they've been playing a lot of old-school stuff, um, nostalgic-type things, but Disney has a lot of type of sports movies like the rookie and mm-hmm. and uh i believe that miracle is one of theirs as well and so uh yeah espn is gonna just start playing movies now because they're part of the disney brand and that is something that uh people miss in sports which i can't believe all that really happened two weeks ago now when the nba shut down and everything started really like it feels like it's been forever much <laughs> i did see a friend post the other day they said march has been the longest month that i have ever known and then another person commented and said i didn't know there were months other than this march which i think <laughs> encapsulates the feelings we all have about march <laughs> Finally, well, it is ending in two in three days. Well, I love saying Tuesday. I lived through six decades: the eighties, the nineties, two thousand, two thousand tens, two thousand twenties, March. <laughs> yep. Um. But yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Last thing, uh, Tom King got asked if uh, on Twitter if he thought Batman would stay quarantined and something like this, and he just responded, "Hell yeah." And pretty much is like, you know, he's already kind of done that in some books when it's a highly deadly disease. Now, granted, comic books, you know, when it's deadly disease, they really don't stay quarantined. I know he's trying to more or less say that to spread the word of, yes, you know, people should be staying in now. But I was kind of thinking of what what kind of comics do you guys think is going to come out of this? Because 
something that I didn't really say when talking about The Walking Dead last week is I wish this was a zombie virus. That I can see, that I know, that uh, I know who's infected and who isn't, and... It's just sitting inside and waiting is not your jam? No, it's not at yeah, all. Yeah, you don't recover from zombie... Um, you don't recover from zombie uh, uh, virus or what, disease or whatever, right? True. Well, zombie, true. Yeah, virus, right? Yeah. Well, it can yeah. Be, yeah. I mean, if you can see it. It's, if you can see it like pounding on your windows and stuff, that's just terrifying. That's way more terrifying than um, can't see it. If you quarantine yourself, you're just not going to get it. There's not going to be coming anybody coming for you, looking for your brains. And plus, you don't recover from it. Like all you, if you get bit, you're, you're done. You're, if you okay, if you get coronavirus, you could survive, bro. I mean, I've but, seen it. I mean, I will say with uh, not speaking of which particular government, uh, how a zombie outbreak could actually uh, happen with leadership that doesn't know how to contain it. Just saying, this, this has now made me never like every time I watch a zombie movie. Like, how the hell did that get out of control? Well, yeah. <laughs> I used. I will say that I used to complain about. Uh, the standard like government dumb guy oh, yeah. archetype you'd have you're like no it's, I watched uh, uh, what was it um, uh, Evolution it's yeah. a uh, old movie back from the early 2000s I believe is that with uh, yeah. uh, David Duchovny yep yeah, yeah okay yeah and uh, <laughs> and we're just watching that and the military guys are your standard we're not going to listen to you. We're the military. We know. And obviously they screw up. And I was like, gosh, it's so not realistic. And then reality proved me so wrong. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna let them play the dumb guy archetype for the government a little bit longer. Um, I actually don't think there will be a lot of media that comes out of this. I think there will be. I don't think it will be as successful as people will expect. Because I think people are going to want media has nothing to do with viruses and outbreaks and pandemics i mean we already had a good amount of media <laughs> i mean if anything cool yeah i that's what i was thinking too people artists and and authors are sitting at home with fucking nothing but time on their hands and their imagination is running wild uh-huh. yeah yep so what have you been doing with your time nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> I, should, I should be writing i should be practicing a new talent Something, you know, I but I'm should doing be doing that. Assholes. Nope. <laughs> My mind has been exploring worlds from creators by binge watching many things. I, I think that it's almost like it, it gives great uh, testament to the concept of um, too much time. Like, you know, when I have just enough time, I'm quite productive. You know, I have time to relax still. I'm quite productive. But when I get this much time, I'm like, man, I have so much time. I, I could literally become a intermediate guitar player. If I played guitar for four hours a day over the course of which I have four hours a day, yeah, I'd be a great guitar player at the end of this. But no, I'm not doing any of that. I'm planting things in Animal Crossing for hours and hours and hours. Instead of learning some new skill or expanding my horizons, because I have too much time. Too much time. What a curse. How cursed we are for too much time. Yes. <laughs> Corona! 
Well, speaking of beers, uh, booze in a book this week is cons- uh, conspiracy theory, alien abductions from Xenoscope. Now, uh, it's a one shot, so it's I always love just picking up one shots because you don't need to really know the uh, whole universe down. that it is. And once again, Xenoscope just has talented artists, and the art in this is same up there with everything else. Now, this is not a typical uh, heroine type uh, adventure. Um, the main person within this is a guy who gets abducted, and I will just say I would buy this page in a heartbeat. This guy that has been uh, sliced open from these aliens, but everything is still connected to him. He's still alive. He knows what's going on while they're slicing and dicing him, and then they stitch him back up and send him back to Earth. Um, it gets into a little bit more Men in Blackish and a little bit of. Uh, government's kind of knowing of aliens and i thought it's a really really good uh escape from what's going on now and uh we're gonna pair that with something that anthony had found yes this is called the alien secretion (laughs) uh which sounds skeevy but uh it actually sounds pretty delicious so it's coke two ounces of coconut rum Three ounces of pineapple juice and two ounces of melon liqueur. So definitely uh, very tropical flavor options. Um, but the purpose being that the melon with the coconut rum uh, being clear and the melon liqueur having a nice bright green, the pineapple juice gives it that kind of smoky effect. So it looks like an it could look like an alien secretion. So I get the name. Um, but yeah, probably a good one, especially if you're a tropical fruit drinker. All right, uh, yeah. anything else that uh, anyone wants to get off their chest uh, before we go back to not talking to each other at all for a week? <laughs> I just I opened went, up just... that alien production uh, comic, and it's funny you just said uh, something off their chest. I'm looking, and they've taken things out of this guy's chest. It's really gross. Yeah, is this <laughs> amazing this is awesome. looking? This is so gross. Oh. Yeah. That's why you say that this social interaction has been uh, painful, and I can't wait to go back to my cave of solitude and just just be alone for hours and hours and hours. It's dreadful. When this is all over, I'm going to the biggest uh, party ever. Um... (laughs) I'm very much looking forward to the parties that will be had. Uh, by all, when this gets done, they will be uh, talked about for generations, I'm sure. Well, all the delayed birthday parties. Oh, yes. And technically, I still need to kind of celebrate a, uh, St. Patrick's Day, so I mean, I kind of did a right. little bit with my brother, but... Will you do these all at one time, or will you spread out the parties? No, I feel like I need to fill up my schedule for like three months straight of just nothing but not staying home, like... Okay, I've I I I'm perfectly content staying at home, but at the same point, I I miss I miss people, and these Facetimes have definitely helped the mood. Uh, me and friends had a party uh, this past Friday, party as in there was like twenty five of us or so in a chat, all drinking. I got pretty drunk because, me personally, I don't drink by myself. I just 
am not that type of a drinker. I'm a social drinker. But having anyone just in front of me, look, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's socializing. I can get drunk now. And uh, that turned into a wild time. And uh, it's interesting. You need a reason? <laughs> yeah, I do need a reason. So I guess uh, stay thirsty for the new norm, whatever that is. <laughs> okay. I'm doing fine. <laughs> this is fine. Everything's fine. It's all fine. We're all fine. It's good. Fine. We're fine. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to start a fire in my house just to get the firemen to come visit me. <laughs> They're like, ha! You have to come over. 